What's good? What's good? This is Hector Oliveira, and you know I'm always I'm with. Safe. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and you know I'm always with the man on a mission to find nutrition, the Polynesian Papa of Pump. Say say Liua. Say say what is up, man? How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? Feeling great. Hey, say say, how's your pay going? You you feeling good about your pay? Yeah. Are you feeling like your pay is equal to others in your field? Uh, oh yeah yeah. Well you know. I feel like I get paid a lot for what I do, but, you know, that's the, that was the hard work of uh, having a degree and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the whole deal is about. I'll tell you I what, guess mental work is harder than physical work, they say. I'll tell you what, we definitely aren't getting paid enough to do this podcast, and yeah, in related know. news, people that aren't getting paid enough are the 2019 FIFA World Cup champs. That's right, the U.S. women's national team. That is what we're covering today, and that is why I'm so excited we're going to cover the greatness of their run to the 2019 World Cup final and eventual championship win. You remember that earlier this year? They smacked booties all the way to the championship game. Are you allowed to say that, man? I mean, that's kind of... Well, I don't think they did anything else but smack booties all the way. A couple celebrations oh, I, I here and there. Mean, oh, literally. Not literally. Figuratively. Smack butt cheeks all the way to the... <laughs> Final game. I was harassed. Took the I was cup. harassed on my first job, dude. They smacked me in my butt, dude. Fucking. Oh, one of my first dude. jobs. One of my first jobs, which was at a fast food chain that I will remain nameless. The manager gave me the smallest pair of pants and a small little tight T-shirt, so I was her personal little fast food stripper man. And I remember wow. she had me take out the take out the trash, and I wasn't wearing any underwear because I just gotten out of football practice, and you don't bring extra uh, underwear to school wow. as a high schooler. So I squeezed dude. into my little tight. Blue pants, squeezed into my little blue polo, put on my name tag, went into work. She made me take out the trash, and I did a power squat to get underneath that trash can, and out came the booty cheeks, man. Split those pants wide open. Wow. One of my first months at work. Damn. That's a hazard. Yeah. Anyhow, so we're going to talk about the greatness of their run. I mean, this team was awesome. One of the players set a single-game record in goals. Just absolutely crushed people. So what we're going to do is talk about the greatness of the room. But most importantly, we're going to talk about how they declared war on the gender pay gap in the United States. Because yeah. representing Team America, fuck yeah, you got yeah. sure, to make sure you get compensated, especially with this high rent out here in California. And it's just expensive, yeah. man. Rent's high, rent's high. They did declare war. You know, I, I don't know, man. Like, look, somebody put it to me that men right now, today's men, you know, are like... Time is catching up for a bunch of years of oppression and stuff, right? So, if they want to declare war, that's that's that's. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I hear you. Like it's a woman power thing, and uh, I'm just trying to be sensitive. But at the same time, like I know what I believe in. I'm not here to try to hurt anybody. I talked to my friend the other day. He said he didn't even notice. He said that was a thing of the past, and it wasn't even about men versus women. It was just about how we were framed that like men just work and women kind of stay at home. I don't know if you ask me, man. I would love to have my women's bring home all the dough, and you and I could just sit here as good friends and chat it up on this here podcast. Uh, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a pimp, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, all for my it. Women's? All my women's. <laughs> That's a little. All my women is. You gotta have a side hustle. What we're also gonna cover, I guess, if you want to call it possible reasons why, on a global scale, and especially in the United States, in sports specifically, there's this egregious pay gap we're going to discuss some of the reasons some of the possible 
psychology and some of the ways we view our women athletes and even uh, women in general in the workplace. And after that, we're going to tie it all in and find out where this overlaps with fitness because I feel fitness is intertwined with everything. And this is the podcast where we bring fitness, pop culture, and sports to the table and slice yeah. into it. So come along with us today. Pop culture and sports. I'm shit. I'm fucked It's going to be Big Body Say, 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 Liua, the Polynesian Papa Pump. It's going to be Hector Oliveira. We're going to be talking the 2019 FIFA World Cup, United States Women National Team. We're going to be talking gender pay gap. We're going to be talking psychological and social gaps. We're going to be talking the gap that is the U.S. men's national team because those guys didn't even make it to the World Cup the last uh, time around. So uh, there's a big gap there to fill. I think it has to do with money. So let's talk some U.S. women's national team and so much more on today's episode of Talking Some... Muscle... Welcome to the podcast that puts the muscle in your mind and the mind in your muscle with my mind on my muscle and my muscle on my mind. Yeah. I'm Hector Oliveira and I'm with Stacey Liua once again. This is another edition, the 11th edition of Talking Some Muscle as Stacey puts up his best, most muscular flex wearing his San Francisco 49er shirt who is undefeated at the moment. You know, I'm loving that out here in hey, the Bay Area. You put me on blast, dude. You put me on five blast. And, oh, baby. Five and oh. I know. You're in San Diego right now. Someone's about to come through and probably snatch you out. Do the little lightning bolt Sean Marion dance. <laughs> well, you got to surround yourself with winners, though, you know? So forget those fools. The five and Sean oh. Marion dance is a steroid dance. Official steroid dance. <laughs> That's after you inject your steroids. You go, do you remember when uh, the New England Patriots, when the New England Patriots laid this, New England Patriots laid the SmackDown on them on their undefeated season run? Uh, they all did that lightning bolt dance, like in the in the end zone or like the fifty yard line. So disrespectful, dude. The steroid so dance. That's the steroid dance. All right, man. So let's do what we're here to do, and that's of course talk the 2019 FIFA World Cup. U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, before that, any any like thoughts or anything you want to bring to the table with to start us off with? Any thoughts? Yeah, again, I feel that the team that we're about to talk about is just, I mean, they planned and they prepared. Like, it was evident. You know, if we talk about all their whole season, it, we can go on forever. So just beginning with the quarterfinal with France, uh, you know, they beat them. You know, they had a lot of self-talk. I feel like they were in the zone is what I heard. From when I heard these girl, these ladies speak, you know, they even had the mindset, like, we haven't even done anything yet after win after win. Uh, they had a freaking championship team. So as we dig into this little issue, we might say things that seem to tarnish what they did. But I feel we have to go there. Like, you know, if you're going to go deep with it, dude, like. Yeah, man. To understand this 2019 United States women's national team, we're going to have to actually, like you said, start where we start. Let's talk about their run to the cup first. Uh, and that run starts at the group phase versus Thailand. Where they beat them thirteen to zero in an absolute murdering. It was a murder. And yeah, in, I don't even know what kind of score. Actually, that let's, like. use, let's, like, use, uh, let's use let's use let's use soccer terms. If we were like a football football analyst, 
U.S. versus Thailand in the first round, 13 to nil in an absolute absolute murder. Okay. Yeah. So that, is, that is a crazy blowout. Like, think about it. So here's here's the thing about soccer. If you lose three to zero, you get your ass whooped. You imagine losing three to zero and feeling like you just got your ass handed to you. Three to zero. Yeah. Why did they let it go to thirteen? I, see, that's something I don't understand. Everybody just go home at that point, dude. Yeah. Wasting no. too many resources. You got to keep playing the beautiful game of football. What do you think? Do you think? Yeah. Uh, do you think American football should take the name of of world football and that football should just change their name to officially change their name to soccer on a global scale? What are your thoughts on that? Well, immediately my thoughts go somewhere off the deep end. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, you know why I don't want it to change? Is because what does that really say about us as people? When we keep changing our minds, we want to label shit. Are we getting labeled crazy? What was wrong with the old name? Like, what does what it, it got to change? I understand if it's, what, are we bored? Is it, if, if it's a sign of boredom, then no, don't change it. I don't know. I feel like people that are A-type personalities and OCD are going crazy over this anti-label movement because... I know some motherfuckers that love to label everything. They got little label makers. They make little labels. Yeah. They label all their individual boxes and trinkets and little yeah. porcelain statues for their shelves. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like labeling is definitely a part of it all. Yeah. So like, forget it, dude. Like, if you're gonna have all that stream up, all that that mustard, all that uh, turmoil and. Uh, try to make a, another name don't call it something like that name it something better like i mean i'd rather go kickball you know kick netball something i don't know gold we, we could just change it we could just change the name of american football to we could change it to cte ball <laughs> yeah or, or just freaking um ronaldo ball you know <laughs> the national like concussion league the national, national CT, concussion league. national yeah. cte ball I like that too. I like that too. Or <laughs> the, like the, Golasso. And then all the all the teams names will be switched to like some type of syndrome of concussion like the San Francisco can't remember where I parked my car. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the aneurysms. <laughs> the fucking the San Diego aneurysms. The the Los Angeles numb left fingers. <laughs> the, the Los <laughs> Angeles <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we are gonna go to heck for this. <laughs> the Florida yell at my kids because my head hurts. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> and then the Anchorage amnesia. The uh, no, it would be the. Uh, this is gonna hit close to home. The the San Diego donate my brain to science. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's messed up, dude. I mean, why stop there? Soon? I'm dark. Can you get this comedy? I shouldn't That's laugh so at my stuff, own dude. joke, but hey, I, I just I, did. I feel like I need to take a shower. Yeah, the... You don't even know where I'm going with it. You can say shoot myself in the chest. You can say be my girlfriend. Oh my God. The Dallas, the Dallas stand in a hot shower and try to remember the last 36 hours. Anyway. <laughs> I think that we're getting a little off topic, but... The national, the national... We're changing. We're officially changing uh, the NFL to the National CTE League. That's it. So it is written. So it shall be etch a sketched. The That's world the can have <laughs> the world in Europe can have their football. Anyway, United <laughs> States absolutely flying knee to the fucking forehead. Thailand. I don't know what other Thai, whatever Muay Thai move you can think of. Yeah, the United States takes an elbow to the forehead of Thailand for a thirteen to zero drubbing or thirteen to nil drubbing. Uh, Alex Morgan, who on a scale of one to five soccer balls for me is a solid. 15 and a half soccer balls. Jeez Louise. 
Have you seen this, Alex Morgan? I'm just waiting for the ESPN bodies issue, and I, I will <laughs> purchase this issue, and I will flip directly to the Alex Morgan page, and then just look at it and go, Anyhow, as offensive as that is. That one or some other nail model? That's the question. I'm going to flip to whoever gets paid more. The photographer. Alex Morgan sets... A fucking record in gores, uh, gores. She, yeah, she definitely did gore the Thailand team in goals scored yeah. in a single game. She's put up not how many goals? She didn't put up one, two, three. Three is a hat trick. She put up five goals in a single game. Five goals, dude. Five goals. That's like scoring ten touchdowns in a single CTE game. <laughs> That's Al Bundy status, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the uh, next game of the group phase: United States beats Chile. Three to nil. About right. That's about right. Where Carly Lloyd Getting would harder. score two goals. United States versus Chile. Nice little uh, spicy game. Yeah. See what I did there. Anyhow, let, me, let me get this straight, though. You said you were going to open the issue of the Sports Illustrated, right, to Alex Morgan or something like that? Yeah, the bodies. You know, not Sports Illustrated. Sorry, it was the ESPN bodies. Sorry, ESPN. correction. It's not Sports so, Illustrated. So it's ESPN bodies. Episode. Uh, is it going to be it's is issue. Gonna be a picture of her goals, though? Is that what it's like? That would, is that what you're looking for? And then, like... The other one is just all, you're like, oh, look at those five goals. Look at that one right there in the upper left-hand corner, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm going to be looking for the <laughs> the actual story of Alex Morgan, like the article. I'm looking to read the article of the ESPN Bodies issue of Alex yeah. Morgan. She definitely has That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> yeah. moving I'm going to more time there because I'm just saying, like, the photo- I'm just worried. I'm like, would you, how much do you have to pay the photographer? Like, would he be like... Hell no, I ain't videotaping her for nothing less than this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. However. I wonder if there's any justice in that industry. Like, if you work for uh, this magazine versus that magazine, like, you know? The injustices like, are many. Especially so male photographers regard- probably get paid more than. Oh, yeah. You imagine, photo- you imagine being the photographer for Alex Morgan? She'll just walk over to you and say, hey, how come there aren't any female photographers that couldn't take this job? How much are you getting paid? Are you getting paid more oh, as a female photographer? All of a sudden, you're just pushed into the corner by Alex Morgan, which I wouldn't mind. I'd be all for it. I'd be all well, bells and whistles. Yeah. I can be I'm pushed bad. into a corner any day. Anyhow, Alex yeah. Morgan smacking butt cheeks all over the place. After that, they move on. After a little chili, they sweeten it up by beating Sweden 2-0. to zero. See what I do there? I keep saying zero because I'm so American. God damn it. Let's go back to Neil. So if you're keeping score, which I know you are, Stacey, they basically haven't given yeah. up a single goal in the group phase. Zero goals. Zero, Zero goals. That's some yeah. defense right there. That's some defense. Defense. Zero goals. I, I scored zero in 2019. <laughs> 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 Moving on to the knockout phase, which, of course, United States would also dominate because it's a team full of knockouts. Uh, United States would beat my motherland country two to one. Yeah, Spain getting that goal in against the United States. And one of the champions. Oh, that's your motherland? Yeah. I did the 23 and me. I'm uh, about 50, yeah, 50.5. I got one sitting right here, bro. Net. Do it. Do it. I did my do 23 it. and me. I found out I was uh, 55.8% Southern European with a large majority of it coming from Spain. So Spain is my motherland. And also, I got some Ireland, Irish in me. As well. Oh, no, what are you speaking so well? I saw that accent. I have some Irish. I also like to, like to drink a little bit of the whiskey. Nice. Anyhow, I bet you do. 
I feel like that, that accent was pretty good, that's why. It is as authentic as it can be. In the knockout phase, the United States would beat Spain 2-1. to one. Megan Rapino, who is uh, championing, championing, champion, who is one of the fellow champions of the gender pay gap movement, along with Alex Morgan, would score uh, two penalty kicks to push them past Spain. She's talking about gender. She's talking about pay inequality. When she got out, she was out for, I think, England's game, right? For the semifinal. Yeah. She's old, bro. Prices. Get old. Get old. You need to rest a little bit. You get injured. You get banged up. You get nicked up. Oh, I'm not getting paid enough, but I'm not even playing. <laughs> what are they getting paid for right. whining or what? That'd be a sport they'd be good at. Hey! <laughs> and in the quarterfinal versus France, so you got United States versus France. This was the most, one of the most juiced up games because France was the home country, also seen as a favorite to win. I think one of the only other teams that would give United States a healthy run for their uh, underpaid money. So United States would actually beat them two to one. Rapino would score two goals again, just dropping big D's on France. She came through and said, Le Pompier will score the goal on your face. Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais. No goal. Rapino would score two goals and push them past France. And actually, if you watch the film of this game and you actually watch the highlights, these stadiums were packed, dude. They were crowded stadiums. They were sellouts. They were lighting up the soccer world or the football world on a on a global scale, right? So you had sellouts. You had merchandise you had all this stuff rocking it was a freaking party and the eyes that were on that united states france game was unprecedented so united states pushes past france uh, coming out of the quarterfinal and they would face their rival england with shades of 1776 hanging over their heads it's time for payback these bloody yanks Oh gosh! The Yanks versus the Yanks versus the Redcoats. Arr, arr, it's a fight for the ages. England versus yes, United and States. Under, under twenty and for all under twenty million dollars. <laughs> and as you, as you mentioned earlier, Kristen Press would actually start over Megan Rapino. Well, I love me some Reagan Megan, Reagan Reagan Mapino. I love me. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Megan? I thought it was rapping though. I love me some Megan Rapino, dude. The hair, she changes the colors. It's pink, it's blonde, it's short, it's pixie. She's got it going on, man. She's uh, she's definitely one of my favoritas. But you would see Megan Rapino actually sit, dude. She would ride the pine against their rival, the mm-hmm. freaking the Brits, the bloody Brits. She would sit. I don't know. I feel like okay. We all have our reasons for our seasons, right? We have our reasons for not wanting to start. But if you're playing a rivalry game, a big game like this, Stacey, aren't you going to want to be on that fucking field? Oh, man. I tell you, man, it's a tough one because, you know, like, it's just you don't want to hurt yourself either. I, I thought they played it smart, you know. And um, After watching a video uh, on YouTube about her thoughts and how she spoke about it, I feel that she made the right decision. Yeah, I think she I think she needed a rest and, and Megan Rapino is such a uh, solid yeah. player that if they get past United or if they get past England, which they all thought they could, they would need her definitely in the final. Here's the thing though, that team was stacked. This team was one of the most stacked teams to ever enter the World Cup. They had players across the board. Uh Kristen Press, her substitute would uh definitely Baller. make an impact. She would score one of the goals and then my girl, my lady 
She's my lady. Oh, oh my God. Alex Morgan oh, was yeah, for the. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Alex Morgan would score the final winning goal or the go ahead goal and push them past England. And when Alex Morgan actually, this kind of broke the internet. Alex would Alex Morgan scored that goal. She would do something that would actually break the internet. She did a little celebration where she pantomimed. For those of you who don't know what pantomiming means, it means acting as if something were in your hands or acting out something without actually having any physical objects. Anyway, she would pantomime taking a sip of tea in absolute jest to Sophie Turner, who has this big uh, internet or I don't know if you want to call it a vine movement where she says some abstract comment about something and then says, and that's the tea. And she would casually sip her tea. But the way she'd say it is like in the most posh way imaginable. Like, for example, she has this thing, this uh, video where she says, I think American dad is much better than family guy. And that's the tea. Hell no. Family guy's better. So shit like that. That's the tea, bitch. Uh, Hulk Hogan is not actually your brother, and that's the tea. (laughs) Do you got any that's the teas for me? What kind of that's the tea? Can you you give me a couple of that's the teas, Cece? Well, cactus cooler is not actually made from cactus, and that's the tea. <laughs> my milkshake what? my milkshake brings more boys to the yard and that's the tea oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> freaking a uh, Kermit the Frog started that movement and that's the tea <laughs> that is the fucking tea the San Francisco 49ers play in Santa Clara and that's the tea oh shit dude, yours are better than mine dude and that's the tea right there <laughs> I get it. There's like a twist right there. Huh. Pumpkin, okay. pumpkin isn't actually a spice, and that's the tea. Ooh, I got you. I got you. That's funny as shit, man. <laughs> here's one. Here's yeah. one for the bloody Brits. Downton Abbey is actually very fucking boring, and that's the tea. Yeah, dude. I watched that. I like the show. It's actually not downtown. So that's the tea. <laughs> <It's not down. laughs> oh fuck! we'll end it right there. That's and that's where we'll call it. So yeah, they would push. <laughs> they would push past. They being the United States women's national team would push back the rival, the bloody Brits, England two to one, and they would face the Netherlands, and they would beat them two yeah. to nil. And guess who comes back in? Megan Rapino would score a penalty Pino. kick in the sixty-first minute. To put them up one to nil, and then a common, I guess a, a relatively unknown in the cup chase, Rose Laval would put the nail in the proverbial coffin in the 69th minute, and the United States would go on to win their fourth World Cup championship. Four. Wow. And they had a little chant afterward. We got four stars on our shirt. We got four yeah. stars. Pretty dope, man. This was a this was a very aggressive, very cutthroat, very competitive. Wait, ex- wait, wait, wait. Extremely. These stars ag- represent, they win, they represent World Cups? Yeah, they got fucking four World Cups. So, That's unprecedented. So, they got four. So who was the other, where the fuck were all the other three? I thought this was the first time shit. And I was like, so, so this has been done before? <laughs> no, see, that's that's where uh, that's where the rubber meets the road is 
that this United States women's national team hasn't had as much press coverage and hasn't been as spotlighted as before, but they are four-time World Cup champions. It's it's one of those wow. things where you have to take a look well, they at it. They act like they've been there before they're shit. What's they're talking <laughs> shit for? That's well, they, <laughs> well, they have been there before, but here's the thing. If you've been there before, don't you think you should be paid like you've been there before? And this is where the story takes a turn for the legal. And the paralegal. And the paralegal. Uh, so they would they would have record sellout games. Was, they ha- obviously had that high-profile game versus France. And there was definitely a ton of money to be had considering this uh, Women's World Cup would generate roughly $131 million. And they only got paid sixteen ninety five an hour. Yeah, they, <laughs> they got paid just above minimum wage. <laughs> so you think these are going to be big payouts all around, high fives all around. Not so fast, my friend. There was a, a payout total for the women's national team of $30 million, right? Whereas if you compare it to the FIFA World Cup, men's World Cup, it was a $5.5 billion earnings. And the men were paid out about $400 million, maybe more. But that's a all global right. scale. I'm a little slow. I'm a little slow. Uh, so, so you said, percent, have we broken down percentage-wise yet? Yeah, but their fight isn't on a global scale. That's just one of the contributing factors. Here's here's where their fight is, all right? They win the championship, and they start talking about payout, and they start looking at they start looking at their schedule, their national team schedule, and they compare it with the United States men's national team schedule, right? These two teams play a series of friendly matches where they they just kind of play around. They're not related to the World Cup. They're friendly matches. They're more of like tune-up games. And some of them have implications that get them access to the World Cup. So what they found was the U.S. men's national team made 200 about, on average, $263,000 per player, right? So that's on average. Where the women's national team, on average, made about ninety-nine. So if we're talking percentage, we're just talking about United States versus women's uh national team united states women's national team so united states men's national team versus united states women's national team if you take a look at that the women were definitely underpaid so this is where they start their uh fight against the gender i feel like i feel like you got to be paid on a percentage of effort let's say some person like myself who's stupid would be like oh well women's soccer is easier it's less wear and tear it's so much easier it's the easiest job right but women have to work just as hard right and like, even though a, a woman might not last in a man's game, you know what I'm saying, or a, a man can go over there and maybe only do fifty percent, you know, and still still come out on top, you know what I mean? Like that's I think there's an issue there. So like, men give ninety nine percent to to succeed in their men's league. Women give ninety nine percent to succeed in their in their women's league is all I'm saying, right? Or a hundred, whatever you want to label it. But uh, maybe maybe that'd be the injustice there. Yeah, well, the the storyline didn't really start after the Cup. It kind of started during the World Cup chase where I'm reading a BuzzFeed News article here written by Stephanie K. Bear. Stephanie K. Bear. Um, Bear. I'm just trying to – see, what I try to do is, like, put my beliefs aside and I try to understand where it's it's okay, where it's right, why it's like this. Why? So if, we, if there's a – if there is the truth that they got paid less, is it less – Money and, and why and like what are some just reasons that we get paid less? So I try to prove that side there. Like let me justify them paying less. Like that's what I try to yeah. do. So I'm trying to figure out. You know I mean like and we can start off with the silliest thirty thousand foot view. Like oh well 
they don't have to fucking pay for lunch every time we take them out. You know, it's like, exactly. you know, so you can just start off some silly shit. But when you get to the details, yeah. you know, who got the percentage of that cake and who, who made that cake possible? I think you always find, I think you always find that it's going to come out. You get what you pay for. Well, Stephanie K. Bear would say the issue was a constant storyline through this year's World Cup. Shortly after the U.S. clinched their fourth title Sunday, the crowd at the championship game in Lyon, Lyon, Sierra Leone in Lyon, France, erupted into chants of equal pay, equal pay, equal pay. Yeah, what is, that's what I'm saying. Equal where is the discrimination pay. line? You know, like, the, crowd, uh, the crowd also later booed as the FIFA president Gianni Infantino arrived onto the field to present the trophy. So they were booing President Gianni Infantino. But you're right about like uh, money generated, right? You can't pay people an equal scale if one side of the field, the men's side on the FIFA level, because they were booing the FIFA World Cup uh, president. If one side is bringing in $5.5 billion, while the other is generating roughly $131 million, right? there's a little bit of a difference in pay scale. right? It's generated off of what you bring in. So is the problem really, like you brought up, is the problem really just simple apples to apples pay? Or are there some other lying, like, I guess, psychology and just social acceptable maybe words or thoughts or phrases or is it more of a sociological thing that we are engaging in that brings the outcome to be so different to have such a disparity between earnings because these are people buying tickets we obviously charge more for male uh, contests than we do for female right so why is that okay i'll tell you this right now just like this i know soccer okay I've been watching it all my life. I'm just trying to give you an answer that Donald Trump would say to point at the issue. <laughs> oh, they're trying to blame us for equal pay, but whose responsibility is whose responsibility is it to make it exciting? Uh, I guess he would be like, I tell you what, okay, when you start doing backflips on your kicks, they will pay you more, okay? Do a backflip here and there. <laughs> but we're really bicycle just paying kick. for the chance of a backflip. Is that what we're saying? I kick the best on a bicycle. When I do my bicycle kicks, I'm kicking. Let me tell Good you. Bike. My kicks, <laughs> especially kicks bicycle kicks, <laughs> are the best bicycle kicks. I scored all the goals, okay? All, all the goals. Of them. All of them. They were okay. the best goals. They were the goaliest of goals. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. um, he should do a soccer. Okay, he should be a soccer now. <laughs> everything laid out on the table, right? The uh, United States women national team would bring the dispute and the complaint home, right? Because the grumbling started with the World Cup, right? And then the complaint came home. They brought it to legal action. And it was led by my girl and your man, your man, Megan Rapino. Alex Morgan's mm-hmm. my girl and Megan Rapino. Actually, that's it's actually uh I guess condescending to say girls. I guess they don't like that anymore. Mm. I'm just gonna call her my lady. The lawsuit I, I don't was... even say my lady no more. I say the lady because I don't own her. So it's the lady. <laughs> The, the lawsuit was led by my lady, your grace, my lady. Yes. Well, we grace just kind of is... define them by the numbers, man, the stats and the attributes. So like, yeah. if like, like Madden gives us a 99 in speed. So take up all your averages on the team. And that's what they are. The <laughs> USA give, team 76. I always give myself like 99 on everything. But the lawsuit was led by my lady, Alex Morgan, and your man, Megan Rapino. 
the United <laughs> States on, Women's on. National Team. Come man. <laughs> there's a professional do wrestler out the, there. Do you, they're going to look back. Do you remember the non transgenerical LGBTs uh, <laughs> compliant team? Get out of here 19, with that. Uh, hey, this is my, This is our podcast, my friend. And if I want to say my lady and your man, I'm going to do it. If you don't want me to do yeah. it, come to me and shut me yeah. up. Come to my house. But I will, I will invite you she in. She still makes more than I, I would. She, she probably made yeah. more than that one goal than I did my whole life. Well, there's, so a, there's a professional. There's a professional wrestler by the name of Becky Lynch that calls herself the man. So it's all good. Anyway, yeah. the lawsuit was led by those two. They, them, that, the it, them's. It, uh, it, it and it was. In the, and them's. <laughs> them's filed a lawsuit against United States Soccer Federation. <laughs> Bro, you just sounded like the most country backwood <laughs> fool. Like we say, it sounds ignorant, but that is the most legally correct. Them's, them's. <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, it all it all comes full circle, mate. It comes full circle into the point where uh, them's saying something like, "If you were sitting on a rocking chair and on a patio, like out in the Appalachian Hills, is now socially acceptable." How ass backwards, back asswards is uh, the world nowadays? Anyhow. Them's filed a lawsuit against U.S. soccer uh, against the U.S. Soccer Federation, excuse me, and the uh, Federation president Carlos Cordero released a statement that outlined ten years of financial data that supported their argument. And Cordero claims the women's team actually earned more over the past decade. So what they mean by earn is they made more. They they qualified for the World Cup. They won the World Cup final. So they made more for the federation. So this means. They should be paid more than the men, but the men were paid more than the women, even though they made more money for the Federation, right? So that's where the uh, discrepancy happens. But like you're saying, let's talk as you lay an apple on your table there. Let's talk apples to apples here, and then we'll bring out some oranges later. Them's, them's apples and them's oranges. So you just pointed out the injustice and I missed it because, again, I'm trying to find out where this is unfair at. So... So, so the in, the injustice is like this. So after them's filed their lawsuit, the Federation president, Carlos Cordero, released a statement that outlined 10 years of financial data that supported the women's argument in which the women made more money for the Federation over 10 years because of all the appearances, the, uh, the trips to the World Cup, winning the World Cup. They were more marketable, so they made more money to the Federation. The problem is the U.S. Soccer Federation took that big bucket of money and decided to spill more out into the men's national team to get more men's to play for the men's U.S. soccer uh, team. Oh, gosh, I get it now. Okay. So the women were basically supporting the men, which isn't a bad situation. Uh-huh. Come on, let me have that. Give me some yeah. of that. Well, Give me some I, of that I'm energy. Men's, men's money. That's unjust, but if you want to address that, that uh, I don't think that's the main problem then, because that to me is like saying every dollar that I pay on my taxes better fix this damn road. So you're saying all the women's money should be spent only on the women's league, even if it sinks the whole ship. You know what I'm saying? And, and that means there's definitely some weird financial things going on if they need to rely on the women's money. If the men's money is bringing in so much damn revenue, why, why did they need it to take a hit uh, from that account? You know, it's none of my business is what I'm trying to say, because I don't know how they play the game. But if that's the injustice, yeah. So you know, where do you draw the line, bro? Like, crazy, I think what dude. we're looking at, I think what we're looking at here is is philosophy versus uh, black and white versus just numbers, right? 
So the philosophy mm. I feel like behind the, the men's national team and I feel like the philosophy behind the United States Soccer Federation is the women are kicking ass, right? They're freaking blowing people out all across the world. They're making, they're generating revenue for the United States Soccer Federation, right? So there's yeah. a big bucket. So what the United States Soccer Federation is thinking is, well, let's pay the men some money because on a global scale, the men's football on a global scale generates more revenue. I mean, you're talking 5.5 billion to 131 million. I feel like the United States soccer federation sees it as an investment to pay the men more so you can attract the, the best players from the world. So that way they can pay, play the friendlies and learn how to gel as a team because you have to play as a team's gel as a team. And before I get ahead of myself and before this argument falls on uh, some very angry feminist ears, it comes down to this, right? If you are a male athlete and you have the opportunity to make more playing somewhere else instead of playing a friendly, right? Well, I will make more if I go overseas and play in the uh, English Premier League or the or the Spanish Premier League or one of the leagues out in Europe, right? European ball. I can I can earn more there, which most soccer players do, most most football players do. Why are they going to skip out on that payday to come and play friendlies so that way they can gel as an American team? Fuck yeah! Why are they going to Why are they going to skip out on that pay? Would you skip out on a larger payday just to come and play for Team America? Fuck yeah! Going to gel as a team and make more money than the women. Yeah. I think we have the freedom to decide. You know what is value to us, and uh, if it's money that you're going for, and you at the bottom of hard line is more money. And you, you have that right. I'm trying to say is just to take a step back, we got to talk about, I think, the issue of um, who gets what. It, it doesn't seem it, it will be unjust if, if there's a double standard in my case. And, and where do we draw? Because I think life is built about discrimination. You know, people back in the day had to discriminate. What's the biggest buffalo that I'm going to try to kill uh, or what's the poisonous berries versus, you know, uh, the nutritious berries and even today even if you talk about any sports it's discrimination oh i want the bigger faster stronger i want the better athlete absolutely we don't have no problem discriminating there but when it starts to have a disability oh you can't discriminate against this guy or that guy you know we forget about all of these things uh, they say major league baseball players get graded out more than anybody am i am i mistaken or NBA no. or something like that but the yeah. pay difference between those things i think are allowable we we, we see how it works so if the machine works differently and then is designed to short women, we need to fix that. But right now what I'm hearing is that the rule is right now it's commission-based kind of. I don't think it's a double standard because I think all across the board, basketball, football, you you will see that the commissions are the same, but the machine is different. So there, yeah. you can't call women's and men's the same machine. A women's league is a women's league. And if they're getting paid 2%, I think that – that, that while the men's are getting paid 4% in the same sport, I think that that's an okay, allowable thing. I don't know. Do you see where I'm going with that? Or Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. On a global scale, soccer generates or football. On a global scale, football, world football generates a ton of money. And I feel like what the U.S. Soccer Federation is doing is trying to tap into that. So they're doing like a little bit of fudging of the numbers so they can bolster their men's team, right? Because men's Football, soccer on a global scale, world football, makes way more money than women's. Way more. It's not even fucking close. It's and, like, 
It's you way more. Two different things, but is it the same controlling entity? Yeah, it's it's the U.S. Soccer Federation that's controlling where the money goes. So here's the thing: if you bolster up your men's soccer team, guess who's going to make more money for your federation? The men's soccer team. So that's why they're paying men more to get higher quality athletes to leave their leagues in Europe and skip those games so they can come play some friendlies for their national team play more friendlies if you play more as a national team you get better more practices you get to gel with your teammates you get to just know that team right you play more so here's 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 the thing though right so if you make more if you can pull more money from from your men's national team if they get better if they're more marketable and if they win more then that money should also be bounced to the women. What the men make, you should bounce that to the women's national team and build them both up. The problem is the men's team is fucking laying a big old stinky egg whenever they play football because they suck. Remember, that's the gap that we talked about. The men are a gap with American football. They're terrible. They're not generating or or getting a piece of that FIFA pie. Give me a little piece of that FIFA pie. They're not getting a piece of that. And what happens is they have to balance what the women make. So the women are carrying the soccer federation but we're trying to bolster it. So what you have to do is lawyer up. You have to say, all right, women, you're making a whole lot more. Can we borrow some of this money off of you to build some of our men's teams up? And if they generate more revenue, this will be your return. So it now becomes an investment. So these women are running a business now based off their sports. It's more of an investment. Like, hey, if you let us pay the men more, you will get this return off of their earnings, right? So now it's upfront. It's open. It's honest. Instead of this shady, like, well, we're going to pay the men more and not tell the ladies because, hey, uh, <laughs> women aren't uh, as good as men at sports, even though the women are smacking butt cheeks all over the world. Much like Sesay and I used to do in our earlier, more yeah. virile days. We used to yeah. smack butt cheeks all over the world. That's, Anyhow, that's it, dude. I think Damn. that it just needs to be more open and honest. Like, hey, if you let us take some of your earnings and build up our men's team, we could cut into this stupid $5.5 billion pie from the men's earnings and we could let you get some of that on return. So here's your percentage of return. If the men make this much based off of the investment, you'll get this much back, right? Doesn't that sound like more open, honest, and more of a business investment instead of a like smoke and mirrors? Like, oh, okay, we don't want you to know what men are making because we're going to fucking pay you less and we're going to pay them more. It seems like... You know, I don't disagree with you. That's the thing. Uh, that's the main thing. And I, it just seems to me like uh, the market always speaks first. And we got to make sure that I, I try to still look at this as a, a product, you know. And, and I have my own thoughts about like what the products do. Like sports, to me, takes away the best people's minds. But what I'm trying to do, and I love it though. I love great athleticism. They're, every athlete's a genius in their own way. Um, basically, what, what I see going on is um, the market speaks first. like, And also a mixture of... <laughs> it's kind of sexist, but men just blowing money and women being very efficient and smart with it, you know, and it's kind of like you show me people who start want to watch women's over men's and you're going to see it more and more for some reason. I, and again, because we usually watch sports for the great athleticism, at least I do, for, for, for the miracles that happen, just the just all of the love of the sport, uh, the, the mastery of physics and ingenuity and teamwork. I swear I watch it for that, dude. Uh, but, you know, where is that most likely to occur? you know, with highest level athletes or performance and human, not, not just saying, Oh, that's good for a girl or, Oh, that's good for a boy. You know, we, 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 yeah. we, we love superior women athletes. And I just feel that, uh, for now there's going to be some social cultural stuff attached to this now. So that way exactly. a goal is just not a goal. Every goal means something. And it's more like we're watching the stage just for some sort of cultural changing thing. 
I, I think that we're just scared as men, like, oh no, dude, no, we can't get paid less. Oh no, like they're taking over, right? Is that kind of a sentiment? Who cares? Who gives a fuck, dude? Like, you reap what you sow. Yep. Just be better. And, and right now, if the pay shows that women are getting paid less, then I still stick firm with. I thought the market speaks, but when you when you just told me that fact, I didn't know that. I didn't know that actually women's are bringing in more people are watching more more women than men. You know, that's what I hear from you, but they're still getting paid less. Well, in, in regard to the United States men's national team versus the United States women's national team, the women's national team generate more revenue for the federation, the U.S. Soccer Federation. So that's that's where the argument lies. But you made a good point about consuming more products that are related to to females athletics and sports and even workout magazines i don't look at men's health and fitness right i look more at the women's health and fitness magazine only purely because from a business standpoint a large majority of personal training clients are female females in my mind are the smartest and quite honestly the most logical in regard to fitness they feel like well, I need someone to look at me train so they could tell me if I'm doing something wrong. Whereas men want this solo journey and put their hood on and go into beast mode and blah, blah, blah. Be, be these weird like lone wolf guys that are blasting their shit all over social media because they want to look like badasses. Whereas the, the female client is the one that wants to have the conversation of how can I do this better? How can I get better? So I look at women's fitness magazines to see what's out there, what they're consuming yeah. and where the – the thought process is skewed in regard to making a buying decision. So that's why, that's why I read more women's fitness magazines than men's. And I will consume more of those products for just from a business standpoint, it's just smarter. Women spend more money in my market than men. So you make a valid point with that. And I think we need to become more aware of not only the female athlete and female athletics and how we can generate revenue off of it and how we can pay them. So that way it's scalable, one. And two, that way their efforts are valued. Because when I watched the highlights of, of the run, these women weren't like cutesy little like people paint them out to be, right? And we'll get into the behaviors later. These women were, they were serious. They had in-team arguments. They were at each other's throats. They were competitive. They were driving. They were pushing each other. They were fighting for that spot. Megan Rapino sat the, that game out. And uh, her replacement press was like, yeah, I'm going to take this spot from it was it was competitive. And it wasn't like you're watching a cutesy little women's like with fartsy music play like this feel good story. It was competitive. Did you just do that synchronized swimming? Or gymnastics? <laughs> yeah. It's not a it wasn't a cutesy little story. It was it was competitive and it was dude, they were going after it. They were chasing it. It's not a feel-good story. This isn't a feel-good. They yeah. won, but it's not a feel-good story at all by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. yeah. And Take, we have to get away, into... Taking away the business side of things and just getting into the sport. Absolutely, yeah. man. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal achievements, man. They, they showed no remorse as, as far as like, you know, being a champion and what a, doing what a champion needs to do, which is kill off the opponent, uh, you know, with and a fierce mentality and still a little bit left over in the tank, you know? And that's the T. Anyhow. <laughs> so I, I think it's a well, good time. Just to, I'm sorry. Just to further compound what I was trying to say. Uh, um, it, it's like when they're, when they're more efficient with their money, I feel like they say, just put the money in my pocket. Uh, I was just listening to some like Dana White USC story where he, he kept pumping money. Like, no, I promise it's going to work. It's going to work. People are going to watch this. You know, ESPN is going to give us a deal. And like, I think that maybe if there's a lot of men's soccer going around the world, uh, and, and nobody's watching, so nobody's bringing in revenue. 
I feel like it's an ego feed and we're blowing money like shit here, ladies let us borrow some of your money that you brought in because I, trust me it's gonna work people are gonna come just keep paying these guys they're gonna watch they're gonna watch they're gonna watch and then the ladies are just like dude we just go out here and we get fucking audience members because we go on social media and we get we get a connection and shit like that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm seeing happening in a, in a sense, my, my weird perception of it. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, there's definitely an evolution going on, and it's it's important to pay close attention to it. But um, to keep it rolling, let's talk about maybe some of the widely accepted behaviors that could lead to the devaluing of women's athletics, because there's a big reason why men generate more revenue on a global scale. And even in the United States, some sports, men's basketball generates more than women's basketball. You can just tell by ticket sales, and on average. If you're paying for a men's sport, global, domestic, whatever you're paying for, the men's ticket is going to cost more. And I feel like there's there's a reason behind that. And there's this social acceptance that we're going to pay more for men's athletics. I feel a lot of it has to do with the way the media covers female sports, but also how we talk about it, right? Like, for example, anytime you have a woman's team make a run for a championship, what are they immediately called? Let's say a United States basketball, women's basketball team makes this run for a championship. Mm-hmm. What are we calling this team? We're calling them America's Sweethearts, right? <laughs> like, what are some of the yeah, other things? Like, so. America's Sweethearts or Capturing the Imagination. They make it this, like, fluffy little, I don't know, I guess instead of this, like, intense battle that you want to buy a ticket to. For example, if, would you rather buy a ticket to see, like, Mickey Mouse plant flowers in his backyard? Or would you rather buy the ticket to watch Mike Tyson make a comeback and box Evander Holyfield at this day and age, like two guys that are past yeah. their age and this is a comeback, right? What what are you buying a ticket to? And I think it's because how we talk about it. And a lot of times when we use this this type of language, America's sweethearts and all that other fun stuff, it kind of devalues what they are actually doing. I, I think when I go to the movies and like, I'm like, hell yeah, finally, you know, you get a movie, it's like, you know, you don't do it every day. I mean, unless you're a billionaire. I guess I could do it every day, but if you go to the movies, dude, and you know what you want to watch, and somebody says, why don't we watch Snow White? You're going to be like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't want to waste my ticket on that, dude. And there are reasons. There are reasons, dude. And I'm like, fuck, man. I mean, can we wait for that to come out on DVD? Because <laughs> it's just animation. you got to see the explosions in 3D, right? So everybody has their own philosophy on that. I mean, right now, if I had a, a chance to buy a ticket to anything, it's not going to be a sporting event even. I want to go here. I, I would buy a ticket to go listen to like uh, Bill Gates or Warren Buffett say some shit. Or, you know what I mean? Like I'd rather buy a ticket yeah. to that. So so even that's out doing sports for me. But for the sports tip, I think I'd rather buy a ticket to watch the caliber of the event. So like here, how, like how do you – would you say would you rather buy a ticket to a Women's World Cup or Mike Tyson, um, you know – uh, amateur amateur box. You mean like Mike Tyson in in his amateur prime, like when he was 19, yeah. 18 years old? Oh, I'd buy a Mike Mike Tyson ticket all day because you knew this guy yeah. was going to knock somebody out, maybe first second round. That's the ticket you're okay, buying. Well, what, if, what if Landon Donovan came Charge up there for to uh, where the Niners play, and the Niners play in Santa Clara? Santa Clara, that's the team. Uh, the San Francisco Niners. <laughs> but would you rather watch Landon Donovan come play at an Earthquakes game in San Jose or something like that? Or the world, the women's World Cup. Probably taking the Donovan game, right? Oh shit! I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. See, we all have our preferences. For me, it's the caliber of the game. So, 
even though it might be a start, like I, I would rather watch a championship game than a uh, than a regular season preseason football game, right? Yeah. Would you rather watch your your the, you know like uh, the the Raiders play preseason? Well, that, I'm asking if you're a Raider fan, that's already a, a good. Now, here's the thing: to go back <laughs> no to the fan. Donovan question, if you're if you're yeah. charging me, if you're charging me the same amount for the Donovan game as the women's game, just apples to apples, same price for the ticket. But in yeah. that, I get more value, right? I get to meet a player of my choice in which I will meet my lady, Alex Morgan, pull her aside and let her know how awesome I think yeah. she is and how she should make yeah. all the money in the world. They should just pay her all the money. Dude, yeah. I would definitely buy that ticket. So you got to present more value, right? What if there's a meet and greet? Yeah, okay. What if there's something? I think there's there's something to it, but what we have to stop doing Stop calling them America's sweethearts, okay? We're not going to call women's teams the darlings. They're not going to capture our imaginations. We're not going to call them America's yeah. sweethearts. You want to know why? Because Sese and I officially want that name vacant so we could take it. Yeah, that's yeah. us, dude. The host of discrimination. The host the fucking battle axes ain't no damn sweethearts. You <laughs> yeah. see how they fucking tackle each other? Yeah, dude? damn oh, dirty bitches. Okay. America's yeah. sweethearts now belongs fucking... that a title now that it's officially vacant say say and i <laughs> now own the official rights to america's sweethearts yeah. the yeah. host yeah. the polynesian papa of pump say say liua yeah. the man on a mission to find nutrition right he is now known yeah. as one half Ooh. of america's sweethearts and yours truly right. hector Oliveira, is the other half together we are right. america's sweethearts from this day moving We're forward now the darlings of america say say leo <laughs> we are america's sweethearts all right sweetheart here's, here's your here's your uh less than average paycheck there yeah i'll take it hey Thanks you know for what? All my money. Shit. i think there's also a a misconception in perceived intensity and performance levels in regard to men's sports and women's and the the perception is men play at a higher level but do they do men play at a higher level let's really let's have this conversation and let's go every way let's we, we higher want. Level then. You mean yeah. faster? Do they play faster? Men are generally faster. Is it, is right? it more dangerous? Is it more dangerous? The danger right. level is have... the same. I think the danger level is the same, men and women. If you're putting putting them on, on apples to apples, danger level is there. You can tear an ACL, yeah. you can is the danger level is equal. But, but what I'm, I'm trying to go to a physics level. Like let's say you had your fucking puppy. I don't want to go as far as say your kid, because that's too personal. But let's say your kid or something you want wander on to a woman's middle school soccer game or a fucking men's professional soccer game, what would you rather have your fucking toddler or puppy walk on the field to? You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. kind of intensity I'm talking about. What's more dangerous? So then we also can draw the line up to the women's World Cup versus the men's World Cup. And I feel like what's going to be more dangerous? That's that's a good question, right? <laughs> yep. Agreed. Well, I think for the most part, I don't want to say it's more competitive, but when you look at Thailand getting an absolute drubbing, losing 13 to zero. I think there is a disparity in actual performance. You get a high performing yeah. team like the U S women's national team that is taking yeah. upon this persona of we're badasses. We should be paid equal. Like the men we're going to show them. And then you get, you get the poor uh, Thai team out there and they just fucking mop them up. Yeah. It's so you get that disparity. Right, I don't think again, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you actually get that disparity. I, don't, I think the last time that happened was actually, I think it was in a final game. I think it was Brazil versus Germany, yeah. right? And Germany just mopped up Brazil in the Men's World Cup. I think it was like 7-0 to zero or something like that. Do you remember that game? See, that's, that's the discrimination to me. That is the fuck. I don't remember what you're talking about, but that's the discrimination because 
Yo, if your team can't even fucking beat this little team, bro, you should we shouldn't win wasting money on you, bro. Give that shit to the women. Get your Thailand shit out of here. Thirteen zero. You just waiting. Everybody's. I mean, yeah. nobody wants to see that. Nobody feels so good about that. The thing is, and, that and happened. It's pretty harsh, but that happened in round bro. one, though. That, that happened in round one of the group phase when they beat Thailand thirteen to zero. I'm pretty sure. I mean, people correct me if I'm wrong, but Brazil got mopped up by Germany in a final game. I think it was like seven to zero. They just kept fucking scoring goals. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, and I'll always believe this. If you're generating more money for your business, for your organization, then you should make more money. So the yeah. women's team is generating more money for the U.S. Soccer Federation. So they should make more money within the confines of the U.S. Soccer Federation. On a global scale, women aren't generating as much money underneath FIFA. So men are going to make more money underneath FIFA on the global scale. Until our men, the United States men's national team, makes more money. And gets a bigger piece of that FIFA pie. Give me a piece of that FIFA pie. The U.S. Soccer Federation isn't going to make any more money. I feel like on a global scale, women are always going to get paid less for that reason in this particular sport. I mean, bring up any other sport. I think male strippers actually make more money than women strippers too. So there's... (laughs) Male male dick dancers make more money than female dick dancers. Well, you know. That's because... Men are cheap bastards. I'll, you do know what? The, I'll do the women's. I'll see how much the women get paid. You go see how much the men get paid. I have known many a <laughs> exotic dancer in my day, and that was their constant complaint. Like, and advice. They would say, "Hey, you should just go into dick dancing because you would make way more money." They're like, "How come dick dancing makes its way into every one of our fucking podcasts?" Dick dancing, fuck yeah. I would say, but I'm here for me. Is it's kind of fair then. And, and, and I don't say there's no fair, dude. I don't like that word no. anymore, fair. But no. you're saying it's just. Yeah, it's just. Maybe a little unjust. It is just. But from a from a, from the bottom of my heart, I guess if I'm putting my heart on the table here and I'm putting it out there, I would very much like to see my lady, Alex Morgan, make some more money and then Megan Rapino make more money because they are out there for a good cause. They're spreading awareness and they're bringing this conversation to the table. Without their fight, you and I don't have this podcast episode, my friend. Oh, man. We'll talk about something else, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's move on. And, yeah, and no, let's I'm talk mad about- at them. No, I'm mad at them, dude. No, just- <laughs> well, let's keep it rolling. Let's, let's keep it rolling and talk about uh, where fitness overlaps in this topic. Because, once again, you and I like to find the fitness yeah. in all things. And this is a fitness podcast. Um, I feel like the fitness of this women, right? The of the fitness of them's. I feel like the fitness of them's, them's Thanks. women's, them's. That all that apply. I feel like it gave them not only the energy, the presence of mind, and also a platform to push a greater cause. I feel like fitness played a big role in that, right? Because if you're not working hard in the gym, if you're not training hard every day, if you're not setting goals, knocking them down then you don't have this women's national team that is fighting for equal pay. I don't know, your thoughts on how fitness overlaps into this. Well, just just in a slightest sense for the physical physicality of it, you know, uh, it, it definitely was a showcase of the World Cup. No, no doubt the highest level of talent. And I even wrote down the quote that the coach said, that you don't live on the summit, you visit it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So you got to keep, you got to get back up and get there, you know. Uh, basically... What I like about it is bravery. They got to the top and then 
the message that they shouted was this. So uh, I, I think bravery is, is something that you need in fitness, whether it's getting in the gym and not being afraid because, you know, you're, you freaking feel fat, you know what I mean? Uh, or you feel self-conscious, you know. To this day, I, I feel self-conscious. Even when I freaking was ripped to shreds, dude, I, I, I was not like taking my shirt off in public. And, and maybe it went from uh, a slant of, oh, I feel fat, you know, or to, um, but now uh, I feel like, oh, people just think I'm all that. I just want to take my shirt off to get an even tan. Like, I hate farmer's tans, bro. So to me, uh, I love the fact that there's a lot of bravery going on, courage for them to speak out. They're like, if they feel kicked around, even if it's the truth or not, if they feel it, it's, that's what they're living in. So I'm just so happy that, that they uh, are exhibiting that fitness level from this, I try to go the slightest. In the least bit of sense, what they're doing is being brave right now, man. And, and all their actions just showed bravery and courage. So Yeah, I definitely agree with you in, in regard to overcoming fears and standing. Putting, I think it's just sticking your feet in the ground, right? And having the confidence in your physicality, your endurance, your spirit, and your, your fighting spirit, your accomplishments, to know that you, you may not win, right? But you're definitely going to put up a fight until you can't fight no more. And that's all fitness, dude. Staying in the fight is fitness. You got to be fit for that. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see the developments that come out of this lawsuit, what the resolve, oh, what, what resolve will have. Yeah. Either way, I, I definitely stand in awe and applaud the efforts of all parties involved, especially my lady, Alex Morgan. I don't know why I say that with an Irish accent. I just feel like every time I say my lady, I'd like to say Alex Morgan. On your, on your she's man, she's beautiful, dude. She is a beautiful person. Them's. She's a beautiful them's. Them's is a beautiful person. I don't know if yeah. you've seen her, man. You know Popper, a beautiful person? Pop her into your Google machine, dude. Like it's it's one of those things. She's one of those people that you see and immediately fall in love with. Yeah. Like immediate, immediately. Yeah, immediately. But I, I stand in awe. And I'm proud of their efforts. I applaud their efforts. Um, I like the fact that they're raising awareness of the situation. And I wish them luck. I wish them luck. I, I, I hope that they actually get a bigger piece of the pie. And, Not uh, me, dude. I need more. I, I want some of that pie still, dude. <laughs> I mean, fuck it, I'm man. If, if you can get it. If you no can get more money, dude. get more money, right? If you can get it, yeah. get that fuck money. And then also, I think, I think we need... <laughs> also, I think we need to take into account that our youth is watching. And I think it's a beautiful thing to have... Our young girls out there, our young ladies, the our children, even young men, young boys, and young um, people that don't associate. I think it's important to have them watch this and, and see that you can stick your feet in the ground and fight injustices um, or perceived injustices and uh, have a voice. Yeah. Have a voice and be fit enough to, to bring your voice to the table. Watch where the money goes. And I feel that... You might you might not cry about a man and woman paying difference. Like if you follow the money from the ticket holder who bought the ticket and follow that shit to the cash register, to the counter, to the business, see how much money comes in or out. You might be like, oh shit, there's a bigger there's a bigger injustice from what the damn CEO gets to what uh you know somebody else gets. So I, I agree that there's something there, but uh, hacking at the branch of injustice doesn't get at the root, and I think it's a branch of it. I think it's just a symptom, you know, pay inequality. But it's almost there. I think it's on the right track. And I think we have to get through this battle before we actually see true change. That's why I just commend them on their bravery. But I, I'm not I'm not like I'm not doing backflips out of my seat because I'm just like, oh nice, you know. I almost feel like I'm getting older like that. Like grandpa be be looking down on us, be like, Yeah, yeah damn young bucks with your toasters in your microwaves. You you go you go cry for inequality, but you don't know 
that life is unfair, bro. <laughs> and on that positive note, we'll go ahead and move on. <laughs> <laughs> <Was that positive? laughs> life is unfair. Hey, I have, I a, I have a story. <laughs> I have a story. So we uh, we most recently had my brother's uh, bachelor weekend. This was the bachelor weekend for the married men. We all went out. The married men, it sounded like Robin Hood. It was Michael and the married men. So he had a single bachelor party in Las Vegas, and he took all the married men up to uh, <laughs> up to the mountains, up to, um, I think it's a, a lake you've probably visited once or twice. It was yeah. uh, Shaver Lake out in the Sierras. Shaver. Yep, Shaver Lake. Yeah, so we're up at Shaver Lake. Anyway, we're having a night with some whiskey and some, some Irish whiskey, some Jameson, some whiskey and some beers. We were getting That's after it. Yeah, we're we're getting after it, and uh, it was funny, you know. Uh, we had these little side conversations break out, and my brother was having a conversation. So not my brother Michael, my older brother David was having a conversation with our nephew Justin in one of the rooms, and we we're having our boys' conversation out at the table. And you know how you have lulls in conversation whenever it goes up and down, and like uh, people get quiet. So during one of the conversational lulls. You just hear my brother David out of the back room tell my nephew Justin, the world is a fucking evil place. <laughs> it's just, <Yeah. laughs> nice, I just dude. thought it was I just thought it was funny. That's like in, funny. amidst all the all the antics and everything that was going on associated with this uh, bachelor, <laughs> the Mar- Michael and his married men bachelor weekend. There was a comment where my brother, the beacon of that. light, was like, the world is a fucking evil place. <laughs> on that positive note. Hey, do we have a um, do we have a equal pay workout of the day? As a fitness podcast, we want to bring bring to the uh, forefront a workout of the day. Do you have an equal pay workout of the day? What would you do? What would you? How would you work out and train for equal pay? Dude, so know your worth. That was my whole point to that. Know your worth uh, because you won't even you you will be happy. You'll be happy. You'll be grateful. Uh, you know. Uh, if you know your worth and you know that you're getting paid your worth, if you don't know your worth, you don't know if you're getting paid in, uh, unjustly. I think the equal pay workout of the day is, is a bit counterintuitive, but it will help in this area. And it's, it's value your time. Always try to save time. And I feel like try to, when you're getting paid for something, try to try to visualize how much a minute is actually worth to you of your time. So some of these workouts would be just like uh, drawing a circle on the paper, you know what I'm saying? Draw a circle on, on a piece of paper and freaking divvy it up into your actions. Uh, that, that to me is, is the best time management. And I think time is a true currency. So that that's a very, it's kind of offset, but I think it will help you understand your value because uh, when you draw a pie chart, like I spend maybe six to eight hours sleeping, um, six to eight hours at work, right? So that's 16 hours already or 12 to 16 hours already. And then an hour of watching TV or something like that, right? So when you start to draw a time, 24-hour clock of your day and what do you spend your time, I think that's a great place to start with equal pay because, you know, first of all, you're going to start to know your own worth. Another one is to uh, exhibit bravery and ask your fucking colleagues how much you're getting paid. You know what I'm saying? That will light a fire in a lot of companies' asses. It's just some. I just, I just see some, uh, some, some female coworker that is much uh, larger and and works out harder than one of the other smaller male employees and pulls him aside and says, "Hey, bitch, how much do you get paid, you little fucker?" Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, have an open dialect, have an open conversation. Just, the workout have... is totally dependent on the individual. So you know, that's what I, I like to believe. You know, so so if you're a company, um, you can actually probably have an an equal pay workout by having a 
a dialogue about it, an open dialogue. Hey, you guys are, uh, this is what everybody gets paid. You know, this is what it is. And, you know, just communication. So you're going to have women all across America just deboing the fuck out of dudes at work. Like, what you making, punk? What you got on my phone? You make it, yeah. I'm looking for some work. What you making, fool? Show me your pay stuff, fool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I got yeah. a workout. I got a uh, equal pay workout of the day. And mine's a little more yeah, practical. It's, it's a little more uh, involved in the gym. Here's how you're going to do it. It's a partner workout. And you have to pick a person of the opposite sex. Or if someone doesn't identify with either or, make them identify at some point during the workout. If they want to identify as a boy halfway through the workout, they can switch to a boy if they want to identify as a girl. Hey, just pick someone of the opposite sex and get it going. Here's how we're going to do it. It's going to be five different movements, 100 reps of each. We're going to start out with 100 burpees, and you got to split it up. Not evenly, you just got to split it up. One person has to do a certain amount, another person has to do a certain amount. Whoever carries the team in that moment, in the next workout, the other person has to carry the team to make it equal. And the other movement is push presses at 75 pounds. So... One person does more than the other, or you guys do an equal amount. However you want to do it, you do it. So there's the second movement. The next movement is box jumps, 100 box jumps, and it has to be a 24-inch box. Now, if you can't reach the 24 inches, just do a step up onto it, but you're splitting the 100 box jumps. That's movement number three. Movement number four, 100 kettlebell swings at 24 kilos. Once again, you're splitting it. If you do more than the other person, fantastic. But it's all for equal pay, right? And the last well, and that's a good one, dude. And the last and final movement of the workout is a 100-yard bear crawl with the person on your back. I know it sounds brutal. This is where you got to get smart about picking your partner, but you got to carry the other person for 100 yards with them on your back and it's all for time those of you who do this workout with a significant other or with a partner send in your results i'd love to see how we do and what we think of it so there's your workout nice dude that that's good man i fucking love that i mean and the kettlebell i would even put it like it has to be 25 percent of your body weight and then dude that's just money because like like if you let the lady go first and say how many can you get she gets 49 and then you're like fuck it i'll do 51 or what if she gets 60 bro then you're like doing 40 like dude if she gets crazy. if she that gets 49 burpees i'm gonna hit 10 real quick and say okay do some more because <laughs> i fucking hate burpees bro i love this I'm dude, if she wants so to do cool. 99 of them and i'm doing one i'm like cool fuck it i'll do one burpee <laughs> Oh, or, or just a dollar push up. How many can you go? We'll pay you, and then that's like equality. See, you do one push up. Exactly. Well, yeah. you heard it here, Hector and Say Say for equal pay pay. Yeah, that's right. That's definitely going to put a bow on this episode, man. Thank you, Say Say, again for yeah, having thanks, a bro. friendly conversation. I always like taking the time to sit mm-hmm. and chat with you as good friends chat. But I'm also yeah. very excited for our next episode, and I want everyone to join us because we're going from the equal pay argument this week to someone who's making all the pay in Hollywood, the highest paid actor. And this is a, yeah. this is one of my favorite all time WWE performers. The one, the only Dwayne, the rock Johnson, we're going to cover his rise yeah. to fame and fortune and his rise to not only fitness supremacy, but Hollywood supremacy. Mm-hmm. He's the highest paid That's actor right. makes a ton of money. This is someone that truly understands his worth 
And he also keeps himself in tip-top physical shape. He basically is known for saying that I see my body and my fitness as a business, so I make sure that I put the work into my business. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I lo- the Rock is dope, man. I-, I mean, I just like the fact that he's, he's Samoan, you know? Well, half Samoan, but like, you know, it just kind of lets me know, like, hey, man, we're doing, we're we on the map, but like, I'm going to come take his job one day, bro. You know what I'm saying? But what if he had a sister and they called her the rack? Do you think that's fair, bro? Yeah. Lay the rack down on that candy ass. <laughs> if she had a sister named the fucking rack, mate. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, we do this fuck, what are we doing? You can edit that. Anyhow. I don't want no complaints, dude. Whatever, yep. dude. No, I'm not editing. I'm keeping that shit in. And I'm also going to keep <laughs> all of it in because that's how I ended up with two kids by keeping it in. So come back hey, next week. Hey, oh, come back next week yeah. as we cover The Rock's rise yeah. to fame, Dwayne Johnson's rise to fame, all that and so much more. For Cece Liua, I'm Hector Oliveira. And remember, everybody, if you don't got it, don't show it. And that's the motherfucking tea. Let me tell you what Melba Toast is packing right here. I've got 411 Posi Track out back, 750 Double Pumper, Edelbrock Intakes, Ford Over 30, 11 to 1 Pop-Up Pistons, Turbo Jet, 390 horsepower. We're talking some fucking muscle.